Hi. Are you alive? <laughs> Barely. <laughs> she pushes go on the record and starts choking or something. I did. I swallowed an M&M the wrong way. Oh. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Oh, girl, how you been doing? I miss you. I miss you, too. It has been... We, I, we say it a lot that it's been a while since we recorded, but this has literally been a long time since we recorded. Yeah, it's too long. When was the last time? I guess January? Well, we did our special Valentine's Day episode. Oh, I know. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess we did, we recorded that in January, yeah. Gosh. Whoops. Well, we've missed talking to y'all. Um, yes. We've missed talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got some career s- situations going on. Yeah. Liz is being a boss. <laughs> Any updates? Oh my gosh, this show. First of all, this show's real fun. I'll say that, but there's, I think people would truly be surprised at how much more drama there is off stage than there ever will be on stage. Mm-hmm. So it's just an ev- a never ending cycle, but <clears throat> oh my God, sorry. These images. <laughs> <coughs> all right, we're good. Um, I am currently unwell. Um, because the Bravo sphere. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant you were sick. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I was I'm like, fine. oh my god! I thought you choked on something, but you're just sick. Okay. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. But um, I am unwell from this Bravo scandal of the century. I am not okay. Check on your Bravo friends. We are not okay. <laughs> See, it's times like these that I wish I invested in these TV shows so I could know mm-hmm. just like the other day I, I put up a status on Facebook. Like I need to know where I can get all seasons of sister wives because I want to start from the very beginning all the way up to now, because I don't like just starting in the middle of the drama, you know? Mm-hmm. And I did watch sister wives before, but um, I haven't stayed up to date, but it's like all over my TikTok, And I just, so now I want to watch this, what is it? I know it's on Bravo, but it's called um, Vanderpump Rules. That's yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're in season 10. Oh, um, yeah. Jeff and I have been loyal fans since like, golly, 2012 or whatever. Listen, Bravo owes the Ents a paycheck. Okay. <laughs> Anytime I was at y'all's house, <laughs> y'all were watching, loyally watching something about a boat. Oh, below deck, baby. Yeah, I remember that I want to be a yachty. <laughs> they make so much money, dude. They'll make like $1,600 in three days. No, I couldn't sound about that long. Oh, mm-hmm. hell, I could. Well, nope. <laughs> could not. I went parasailing one time, and they had me up on the poop deck because I was getting sick. They are like, just stare. Just stare ahead. Just stare ahead because I was green in the face. I was so sick. Oh my gosh, I didn't know you got seasick like that. Ooh, yeah. Did you ever find out where you can watch Sister Wives? Because you can do it if you download, like, the Discovery Channel app. Yes. uh, I don't know if it's legal, but someone did tell me (laughs) there's this website that has everything that you can think of. It has everything you can think of, pretty much, entertainment-wise, for free. Uh, Don't know if that's legal, but uh, that is an option for me. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, Jeff and I pay for every app that is out oh. there. Wow. So not, not saying like you should pay for, it. I'm just saying <laughs> we 
want to be entertained. (laughs) (laughs) Our babysitters love us. Oh, I bet. Yeah. (sighs) But yeah, I saw all your memes about what was going on. I was like, something serious has gone on in the Bravo Int household. (laughs) You didn't feel the earth shake like I did. (laughs) It was a rumbling on Friday. Okay. So, do you remember the Hills finale when they... Did you watch the Hills? Yes. Okay, the Hills finale when it, like, they pulled away in the yes. limo, and then it was, like, the back screen. I... You're... This is probably way crazier no, than no, that no. moment. No, no, Well, this is a cheating scandal with a couple oh. that I never thought would happen, uh, but that is absolutely... Let's have a moment of silence. I'm just kidding. But that is absolutely a an iconic scene from reality mm-hmm. television because I was absolutely destroyed. Do I think oh, reality yeah. TV is scripted to some degree? Yes. Did I think it would it was that much? No. No, I did not. I just remember being sh- like sh- like a part of me was gone. Yeah. <laughs> like I invested so much into these people and it was just like Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? But anyway. I know. I'm going back to school. That's my news. Yay. Tell me all about it. What What made you decide to do it? So, as I've said on this podcast before, like growing up uh, school and education-wise, I was not very confident in myself. And once I got into like banking and the workforce there, I like proved myself that I could do it. And so my job right now is working a lot with like Excel spreadsheets and doing research and doing subpoenas and stuff. So I was like, um, I'm not going to be an accountant, <laughs> like random, but I love that kind of stuff. Like I went to Belmont so I could be in, in music publishing, which is a lot of metadata, um, like working it's the it's the business side of the music business of like basically working excel spreadsheets numbers and data and all that so uh my employer pays for college so i was like this is a great opportunity and i'm going to take it i'm scared i've already i've graduated college before but i'm i'm terrified cuz this so is a totally you, different route will you gain a masters from this I could, so I have so many credits that came from Belmont, and I could do a master's in business administration, but I don't want to do that, so I'm starting, like, I I have credits that are going toward this degree, but this will be a completely different degree. Ah, okay, cool. I didn't didn't know how that works. Yeah, I wish I could just do the business, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how it works, I just want to get an accounting degree. Well, that's fun. I'll pay you to do my taxes in the future. Cool. (laughs) I really want to be a forensic accountant. So like with the Murdoch case, they go in and investigate like fraudulent activity. Yes. And that That is sick. Because, you know, your girl is nosy and I love looking into like people's Same. And... (laughs) Man, that that would be a very fun job. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Cool. Yeah. So, anywho, well, what are we talking about tonight? So this episode is fashionably late <laughs> because we're talking about fashion. <laughs> um, <laughs> nerdy. I get it. Okay, 
You're like, shut, shut up. No, I love it. <laughs> okay. So if you have ever been to Nashville or watched any kind of country music, like biopic, you've seen these really gaudy suits. They're like got embroidery. They've got fringe. They've got um, like bedazzled rhinestones, all of that. And those are called nudie suits. Okay. <laughs> And the first time I heard that, I was, like, so shocked because I had, like, I've always seen them, like, my whole life growing up. But I never knew they were called nudie suits. And I found that out when I went, to, when I was at Belmont. And It's like, just a funny oh, name. It is. So, the name nudie is from the creator. His name was Nudie Khan, or that's what he went by in America. His, um, he was born, I'm going to butcher this name, Nuda Kotalarenko. Uh, yeah, that's the best I'm going to do. Um, and he was born in Ukraine. So he was actually Russian. I think he was, I think it said he was a Russian. He was Jewish and he was Russian. So he had to flee there. So him and his brother escaped SARS's Russia when they, when he was 11 and they went to the United States. And when he got here, he made his way around the country doing a lot of odd jobs. Now, I'm going to jump because his history, all it says is he, he did this and he did that, like when he got here to make, to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. But at the age of 32 is when he married Helen Bobby Kruger. And the two moved to New York City in the midst of the Great Depression. And they opened up a store called Nudies for the Ladies. And this shop specialized in custom-made undergarments for showgirls. So I thought that was really cool that, that cool. he started out in show business. Um, well, I guess a different side of show business and the couple ended up in California in the early forties here. They began manufacturing and designing clothes in their garage and he wouldn't like delve into the country music scene until he, uh, made a deal with a struggling country singer named Tex Williams. So he persuaded Tex to auction off one of his horses and whatever money he got from the horse, Tex would buy Nudie a brand new sewing machine. The deal was, if he did that, he would make all his show clothes for him. So that's how he got into, like, the Western wear stuff. And so um, from there, he started getting popular with the singing cowboys like Roy Rogers. And um, he gained recognition... Um, and would go on to open a new store in Hollywood, California. And this store was called Nudies of Hollywood. And while he was there, he had this great idea that he was going to give his uh, one of his suits to what he called a walking billboard. And that was one of the biggest country stars in the world at the time named Porter Wagner. And so he gave Porter Wagner a free suit. It was peach colored and it had a wagon on the back. Um, huh. Wagner, Master... Yeah. Or What's his name? The Wagon Master. Wagon Master. I was thinking Megan. I don't know what I'm saying. Master um, Wagon. <laughs> he was a master of the wagon. The Wagon Master. Dragging that wagon. Okay. So, the extravagant, colorful suits that were, as I said, embroidered, they were fringed and bedazzled, um, put Nudie on the map. And the business would grow even larger, causing them to move into a larger space. And when they moved uh, to the larger space, they changed their name again. And this time it was Nudie's Radio Tailors 
because they started to deal exclusively with Western wear. So um, nudie suits cost anywhere from 10K to 18K each. Whoa. And when was this time period? Uh, this was like um, the 40s. Four, 40s on. Probably in the 40s. I don't know if they started out probably that much, but they got to that point. Um, so nudie customers include John Lennon, Roy Rogers, Elton John, John Wayne, Ronald Reagan, Cher, Gene Autry, George Jones, and the list goes on. After Nudie's death in 1984, the business continued on for a decade, but it, clo- but it closed in 1994 when Bobby, who was Nudie's um, wife, retired. However, the business has been revitalized by Nudie's granddaughter, Jamie, who reopened in 2015. Now you can see current artists rocking nudie suits such as Post Malone, Harry Styles, Taylor Swift, Kesha, Diplo, Little Nas X, and then Brandon Flowers from The Killers and many more. And I think this is a fun fact. So remember that Porter Wagner got his first nudie suit free. But uh, in 2006, this was like the end of Porter Wagner's, I think he died pretty close after this. But he uh, reported that he owned 52 Nudie suits. Wow. And remember, those all cost 10 to 18K. And so there's so much more to Nudie's story, but um, that's the gist of how he put his mark in country music um, in the fashion world. But I wanted to say this cute little story about Nudie. So he was known for wearing his flamboyant designs himself and was notorious for wearing mismatched cowboy boots. And when he was asked about it, uh, Nudie said that it was a reminder of his humble beginnings when he couldn't afford a pair of matching shoes. Aww. I was like, that was so cute. But wow. yeah, so you can still see like things that Nudie put in his designs in today's and, you know, all throughout country music history. Mm-hmm. The fringe and the rhinestones. Yeah. They're, those suits are so elaborate, you know, it's like. You have to be pretty creative to think of different mm-hmm. designs because they're yeah. huge designs too. Oh yeah. So that each I want one so different. bad. I want one so bad. I, don't I know. I think it would be so flipping cool to have. That would be my funeral outfit, like in my casket. That's <laughs> really funny that suit. you say that because I just thought that too. Like <laughs> the only way I'll have one is when I'm dead. So yeah. just bury me in it. It'll be hot pink yeah. with snakes and flames and cool stuff <laughs> on it. Love. Cool. Did you say it was called Nudie's Radio or Rodeo? Did I say radio? I probably said radio. I meant rodeo. Okay. Because then you said Western and I said, okay. So <laughs> she probably meant rodeo. Got it. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> no, it's your accent. Oh, okay. It's your accent. Which, by the way, (laughs) getting on your accent, okay, story time. So, I'm real into Florabama Shore right now. Uh Uh-huh. Have you ever seen it? Heard of it? Uh, yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. Okay, so it's like the, are you the one that asked me what the heck is Florabama Shore? Like, geographically Uh, mm. speaking? Someone Mm -hmm. asked me that, and I can't figure out who asked me that. But basically, it's the stretch of land from, like, Alabama into the Panhandle to Panama City Beach. Okay, that's Florida, Bama Shore. Anyway, 
MTV show. And now that I'm watching it, my accent comes out just a little bit every now and then. <laughs> and they think it's real funny at work. And so they're like, oh, my gosh, do your southern accent. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, mine is nothing compared to my girl Whitney's. <laughs> Okay. And they're like, oh, I want to hear. And I said, listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Listen just listen so you can podcast. hear this banjo. Ding, 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 ding. So mentioning things that I um, <laughs> say wrong. So there, so one of our, um, it was the Valentine's episode. I asked people on my Facebook to give their favorite um, country music song. And I said, Tear in my heart. It the song is tear in my heart, mm-hmm. and I said tear. And I, when I re when I listened to the podcast, I was like, "Oh, you freaking dunce!" Well, you just you just corrected <laughs> it, and the the English language is real hard. You know, I know, but I should spelled the I same. I know that song. <laughs> I know. I know. <sighs> well. Uh, Porter Wagner, speaking of the devil, he had a partner in crime, if you will. And it was a little gal that goes by the name of Dolly Parton, who is Mm -hmm. a fashion icon in and of itself. She's like our country Barbie. Okay. So it's very interesting to see Dolly's timeline of fashion. So in the 70s, 60s, 70s, it's very pastels, very bohemian beauty, flowy fabrics, whites, pinks, sequins. She had like a, you know, a pretty laid back lifestyle, um, toned down, feminine fabrics, soft fabrics, uh, sheer fabrics, you know. Right. So she wore mostly pastels, which felt reminiscent of a simpler life back in Tennessee. However, she would elevate those pastels with brighter pops of color and belts, beading, sequin patterns and stuff to bring out her personality, which I thought was pretty cool. In the 80s, Parton started to develop her vibrant, larger-than-lifestyle, larger-than-lifestyle, not lifestyle, (laughs) (laughs) which matched her personality. So the 80s helped her fuel her eccentric glamour, digging deeper into sequins, satin, shoulder pads. Um, She also liked to play on the nudie suit by playing up the country-fied style of the 70s with... She had this one that was um, like a red brick suit, but it was gold-beaded and patterned. It was pretty cool. So she she would rock a suit which not many women of that time did. In the 90s, she started to transition into the glitter, the patterns, the animal print, the tight-fitting clothing, you know, some of the pleather, and just starting to get kind of like a rock and roll 90s denim type vibe, Um, but with lots of glitter, of course. And and then the 2000s, she went with modern nudie suits, lots of fringe, lots of black vests. We all know Dolly loves those vests, accentuates those chichis. <laughs> um, that's what they call them in the Florida Bama Shore. <laughs> chichis up. Okay. Um, she would reinvent outfits uh, like pantsuits, but 
in some of her pantsuits, she would cut off where like your calves are, and then it would be like flared lace out. Um, so, so like still feminine, but like super country. You know what I mean? What I'm visioning is not cute, but <laughs> it's not the cutest. Okay, but Dolly can pull it off. If you wore it, I would say, hey Whitney, I think you're gonna want to change. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But Dolly Parton can pull off a trash bag, so. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, she also started rocking them pumps. Pump it a pump pumps. Track Good suits. For her. Sparkle. Lots of it. You know, she's like her own little disco ball. Also, I realized that apparently this is like a recent, div- like, discovery. I guess with the newer generation that Dolly wears fingerless gloves. Did you oh, know yeah. this? I did know this. Yeah. I feel like this is like a common It's all over thing. TikTok right now on like, Is it? We've Why been it? new. We've yeah, been yeah, new. Yeah. How how are people just now figuring this out? I don't know. She also has Tim Spaulding. I just outed him. But he told me that he's seen her um out and about without her wig and she has Naturally red hair, which I've heard that before. Okay. Um, I don't believe that, though. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I believe I believe she has red hair, but where the hell did he see her without her wig? Books a Million. <laughs> no way. He, he either worked at Books a Million or Barnes & Noble. You get with Tim. Ask Tim. Oh, I, I be Get the receipts. I need the receipts. Yeah, I need the freaking receipts. You can't just say stuff like that. Dolly Parton ain't out on these streets without her get up. Mm-hmm. Giddy up, up, up. I don't, I don't know. You see those knockers from a mile away. Anyone would know it's her. <laughs> I don't know. Tim, if you're listening, you're on our podcast next. You got to bring them receipts. Okay. I think, I think he would be a great host or a co-host or <laughs> guest. <laughs> what am I saying? He would be a great guest guest yeah yeah well, he he ain't he ain't part of the spill in the tea family you know but no 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 you just a cousin you know what i mean <laughs> you just a cousin distant <laughs> um but yes dolly does wear fingerless gloves to conceal uh little tiny tattoos that she's gotten to help that she's gotten to help conceal Okay, there's a lot of concealing going on. But she has colloid scar tissue, so it's, like, kind of purple and stuff. She doesn't like mm-hmm. it. So she got really tiny tattoos of, like, little butterflies and cute things like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. On her and, scars? Ow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she had a corrective hand surgery in one of her hands. I don't know which one. And it left a massive scar. So, anyway, she she uses these gloves. I'm sure she also likes the fact that they can help cover up some wrinkles. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Dolly, um, she doesn't have many of those. Right. She prevents the wrinkles. You know what I mean? Lots of injections, <laughs> I'm sure. As she should, you know? Yeah. I mean, hey, you got the money. You may as well do what you want. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so that's why she wears those gloves. And she's super open 
This is, I, I just love Dolly because she's such an open book like I am, right? Nothing's off the table. You mm-hmm. can speak your mind. And she's super open about why she has the style that she has. And it's attributed to her poor upbringing and how she thought that the town tramp was so glamorous and wanted to look, she wanted to look like her when she got older. I love and that. Dolly had that Christmas um, coat of many colors or like a Christmas version. Do you remember that? And she plays like the town mm-hmm. hooker. I haven't seen that. I'm horrible. but I haven't, I haven't seen that. it either. Yeah, it's the Christmas one. Yeah. I saw a coat of many colors though. That little girl was super cute. So, she but yeah, it's cute. like literally that just in a Christmas. I don't know. But I would say that Dolly's signatures are her full glam makeup, which is why I don't believe you, Tim. Okay. Hoop earrings. Big hair, the higher the hair, the closer to God. And, mm-hmm. of course, her butterflies and rhinestones and stuff like that. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. Mm-hmm. And I would agree that my whole style is based on Dolly Parton. I'm <laughs> trying so hard to be her. Hey, as I think many more people should be. <laughs> I do love me some Dolly. Yeah. Now, to go with this female uh, trailblazing style, we have then Jeannie Seeley, which Jeannie Seeley is pretty straightforward. She wears a lot of pantsuits now, um, but she was the very first person to ever wear a mini skirt on the Grand Ole Opry stage, which broke ground and paved the way for women to wear whatever they choose. So thank you, Jeannie. Love it. Lori Morgan... When I think of Lori Morgan, I think of like pleather, mini skirts, denim, uh, low cut tops and dresses, dresses with slits in them, uh, lots of boobage. She's just as comfortable in a skin tight, strappy dress as she is in jeans and a halter top. And she's kind of like a down home good time, you know? Mm hmm. There's a story every time I think of, uh, or I hear the name Lori Morgan, I think of when she was at the Opry. She had a low-cut leopard sweater on, I believe. She had glitter on her boobs. <laughs> and she had to reach out. She had to go to the audio desk. And so she had to reach over Jeff to either talk to Bob or do something. And when she, like, slid back to stand up straight, Jeff got all this glitter and stuff on his shirt because they have to wear black, you know? <laughs> And so when he got home, I said, babe, why are you covered in like glitter and stuff right there? And he goes, oh, Lori Morgan like had to reach over me to ask Bob a question. And if you know (laughs) Jeff, you know he's just sitting there in an absolute panic that another female's boobs are on him. Okay. (laughs) And giggling and he's probably sweating. Yeah. Poor guy. I I can hear him going like, uh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, So anyway, I love that story. I think it's funny. I tell him that Lori Morgan's his second girlfriend. (laughs) So Lori Morgan also, it kind of just does whatever the F she wants to, you know? Yeah. Which is very rare. The reason why I'm bringing these women up specifically is because it's very rare in country music 
at least back in the day, for women to have this kind of provocative style and to kind of like metaphorically have their middle fingers up to what society thinks that country music women should wear and act and all that kind of stuff. So um, then we have Shania Twain. You know we stand some Shania over here. Oh, uh, yes. She broke ground in her fashion choices for all her music videos. She was the one who chose every single outfit for each music video, which is also very rare. Um, specifically in I Feel Like a Woman, which, of course, was the top hat, sleek, sleek and sexy dress with thigh-high boots, and then... That don't impress me much. The floor-length hooded leopard cardigan seen around the world. A moment in history. Absolutely iconic. (laughs) You could never, ever, ever tell me that there's a Shania Twain exhibit at a museum and that not be there. It was there. It it would have to be. (laughs) Because I'd be like, hello. Hello. You missed the whole point. You missed the whole assignment, baby. (laughs) Um, she's very, to me, rock and roll country, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, mini skirt sequence, jeans, boots, pleather, rhinestones, black leopard, hot pink, flushy bird. Listen, I'm living for this pink phase she's going through currently with the pink hair and like just everything pink. One of her outfits (laughs) recently was hideous, but I guess it was a fashion. Well, which one was it? It was like, I think I sent it to y'all. It was like a black and white polka dots, and then she had a red wig on. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> she looks, a, she's channeling Cruella for sure, I think. Yes. Yeah, let's not like, do the red and black polka dot. Let's stick with the hot pink, you yeah, know. It was and just the, so weird for her because she's always on point with her fashion, and then she just showed up and it was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, go back, should I go back? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that choice was, but anyway. this is coming from a girl who stays in her comfort colors, oversized t-shirts and leggings, okay? I can't speak. I'm just saying that I was like, "Oh." Okay. Well, I mean, you and me both cuz I'm literally in a comfort colors t-shirt right now. <sighs> the best. So, but yeah, Shania, Shania kicked off our 90s uh, fashion, I would say. Oh, yeah, for sure. For well, sure. So, um, talking about 90s, uh, we'll talk about 90s and early 2000s country style. You would see a lot of jean vest, high-waisted wranglers, boots, fringe, leather, animal print, cowboy hats, some artists today still wear cowboy hats. We got John Party, uh, Cody Johnson, but they're they like every single male performer in the '90s wore a cowboy hat. Uh, pixie haircuts, uh, glitter, uh, pearl snap shirt, shoulder pads, light wash jeans, belt buckles. I don't see any belt buckles anymore. Maybe with Cody Johnson, I don't know. Um, and then velvet, like crush velvet, was big in the '90s. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, so um, have you ever heard about the Reba McIntyre dress fiasco that happened no. in 93? No. Tell me. Okay. Tell me. So if I have this right, Scott Borchetta, the guy who like found Taylor Swift or whatever, his wife was the designer of this dress. 
And she was walk. It was either the ACMs or the CMAs. I, I don't want to say either one because I may be wrong. But she was uh, going out on stage, and she comes out in this long vel- red velvet dress, and it was low cut. Like her her nips were about one oh, little boy. bad move from showing. Okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> So it was red velvet trimming and it fit her good. This is basically. Um, so from the photo, I can't tell that it had a split on the side clean up to hip, but I do know that this dress caused a ruckus. And from on today's standards, it's not that crazy. It's like. It's, I gotta look this up to, while you're talking about To me, it. it's Pentecostal. Like today it would be. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Like a, <laughs> in today's world, it wouldn't be that crazy. Um, yeah, but look it up right now. Mm-hmm. Let me know when you see it. I want your reaction. Oh. It has... Not bad at all. No, there's, like, sheerness on it. Yeah, but it like, was the talk of the town. It was the talk of bugs, the country. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And what do they expect? Her dress, or her, not her dress, her song includes, like, something about a, a, a long velvet dress, you know? Anyway, mm. that was a major fashion fiasco in 93. And I wanted to uh, mention some country fashion moments from the early 2000s that left an impact on me. So one was Natalie Maines uh, from the Dixie Chicks or the Chicks nowadays. Uh, she wore a red bandana shirt and green cargo pants in um, Girl Had to Die music video. It was iconic. And I still want that outfit. And then um, Miranda Lambert in the Kerosene music video, she was wearing, this is, she was just wearing like bleach bootcut jeans, a tank top that said uh, Mama Tried, and she had her hair scrunched up, but it was such a moment for Miranda. And then Leanne Womack in I Hope You Dance uh, music video, and then Taylor Swift in Picture to Burn music video. I wanted my hair to look like hers in that video for prom. It didn't happen, but I was dreaming. Um, are there any moments that you can think of? I'm sure yours are, like, Shania, I know, is a big one for you um, as far as fashionable moments. Yeah, I really can't. I know that sounds awful, but... No, it's fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really watch... I don't... I didn't really watch country music videos in the 90s. Really? Yeah. So I I think Lame, I, huh? I don't know. I had a zebra cowboy hat. I wore cowboy boots growing up. I was full on country growing up. I was Miss Cowgirl Princess in elementary school. Um, so I lived for all these little country moments. But today, as far as fashion goes, I think the leaders are Carrie Underwood. You know, we kind of bash Carrie <laughs> on the uh, Hollywood episode. Sorry. But I will give the girl this. She has calves, she has thigh muscles, and she has fashion. That girl can dress. And then Lainey Wilson um, is a newcomer, but she, well, she's not, she's been Ooh. in Nashville for 10 years, but she's just now getting really big. And her bell-bottom country style is so cute. I love it. Cody Johnson, he is very 90s. Um, he's a He's like an actual cowboy, so he's just dressing how cowboys dress, but it's very reminiscent of 
the 90s um, fashion with like pearl snap shirts, Wranglers, um, cowboy hat, and belt buckle. Same thing with John Party. John Party wears a lot of like, I don't know if they're actual, I would assume they're actual nudie suits, but if they're not, they're like kind of reminiscent of a nudie suit with like um, rhinestones. He also plays off of the pearl snap shirt and uh, cowboy hat. And then Kelsey Ballerini, I think is a huge name um, as far as like modern country music is with fashion. Every time she's on stage, I'm like, oh my gosh, her mm -hmm. outfit is gorgeous. So, um, we asked some people on Facebook if they could name either who they think is the most fashionable country music artist or name their most famous or their favorite, uh, fashion moment. So I'm going to read some of the, um, answers here. Okay. So we've got Casey Musgraves, Little Nas X, Shania Twain, Loretta Lynn, Oh my gosh, Loretta was always known for her big, puffy, <laughs> extravagant gowns. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then Miranda Lambert, um, Dolly, Taylor Swift, uh, Barbara Mandrell. She was so into that rhinestones and fringe uh, scene. Um, Casey Musgraves again, Dolly, Loretta, and Reba. Hmm. Yeah. And then we've got, oh, someone said uh, Casey, Kelsey Ballerini, and Lainey. Yeah. did you, you said Casey Musgraves? Yes. I like her fashion. For sure. That's now trendy country fashion. You mm -hmm. know? <laughs> no, I was trying to look up iconic outfits, and we've already touched on all of them. So We're that good. We're that Get. Now, I will say that it's not necessarily fashion, but Crystal Gale has had the same long ponytail since, like, she started. Um, I heard a rumor once that she has, like, four people staffed just to deal with her hair. I don't know if that's yeah. true or not, but I could believe it. It's long. It's to the floor. Yeah. Um, this is one last in, and it's a special person that just commented. Kathy Jo Coy, oh. who worked with the Opry with us, she commented and said Dottie West. And Dottie definitely mm. was a fashion queen. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, Johnny Cash, Man in Black. Yeah. He had, That's a good yeah. fashion. Mm -hmm. I love how every person has their own little style, whether they want to or not. Mm -hmm. It's cute. Um. Oh, you were talking about hair. I've heard that her hair is fake, allegedly. And I've heard that another country artist's hair is fake. Um, he's a tall man who sings about badonky donks. Toby Keith. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he sings about horses. Yeah. <laughs> Trace Adkins. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, listen, you're but just crushing my dreams left and right. You're like, my whole life is a lie. I'm already unwell from Bravo, Whitney. You're like, <gasps> I'm going to have a myocardi B infarction. I'd, okay, 
Everything is allegedly because I don't want any woman who fantasizes about Trace Adkins and his long ponytail. Oh, to <laughs> who's fantasizing about that? We gotta have a talk. He is the country music Fabio. Okay, and I can't speak because all of my hair in my head right now is fake. Okay, I'm just saying allegedly, <laughs> but you're admitting it. Okay, the first step is to admit it. <laughs> I no, admit I'm kidding, it but day. I do want you to make me extensions. Yes, I st- yes, we got to do that. Yeah. I I need to know what color you want to go with. You pick it, and I'll dye it. Okay, I'll dye this, and you make that. Get your ratchet extensions right here <laughs> at two three hundred Wheezy Marizy today. Yeah. Well, my yeah. Mm-hmm. You're what? I was just gonna say my um, I do everything nowadays by myself. My nails, my fake tan, my extensions. It's all very ghetto, but. We call it self-care. Us poor people call that (laughs) self-care. Because I've never had my hair, like, done. I don't ever get my nails did. What's a tan? You know, I'm Irish. I just turned red. (laughs) And literally, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but I went to the tanning bed one time, and I spent eight, not even a full ten, eight minutes on my back and I got up and I had the bulb lines eight minutes oh my gosh I've tried the bed one time and I was like no I'm gonna get skin cancer so from there on out I've done I have gone to suntan city and got the spray tans and I like those pretty well but I'm trying to do it at home now I'm doing pretty good how how are you giving yourself a tan at home so, so you buy the, um, the cream and you get your yeah. mitt and you rub it in and you rub it all. So the back, my back, I have to have somebody here to help me. So I didn't have anybody here yesterday to help me. So my back is white, <laughs> but <laughs> everything else is a nice golden tan. <laughs> Listen, if they can't see it. <laughs> You remind Listen. me of Ross off of Friends when he like wouldn't turn around, so he's like super orange on one side and white on the other. Oh my gosh! Oh, my I feel God. like that every time I'm in one of those tanning showers. You are whatever cracking me up, dude! You're cracking me up. There's so much to me that's a mystery. Like my hair has got metal in it. What? My clip-in extensions. I. <laughs> that's what I'm making you. Oh, the clip. <laughs> Yeah, the clip. Okay, so I thought you, you meant there's them. like strands of metal up in that hair or something. <laughs> no, so I've I've got all my hair clipped in. Well, I have hair. I don't want to be dramatic. I have hair, but the bulk of it is my extensions. And then, yeah, nobody's gonna see my back. I don't think. <laughs> You're just like <laughs> I don't think. Uh... And if they do. Then they just gonna have to. You ain't gonna see them looks anyway. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're so funny. You're so funny. Well, I feel like everybody has extensions these days. I 
I think because I would know that are in my head, I would feel like people could tell that they're extensions. Right. Although I can't tell when you wear extensions. You do a very good job at blending that in. Thank you. And yeah, so I need to try it, but so that's a trend these days. What what are Nashville trends these days? Disco balls. Disco balls. Um Hot pink for sure. Hot pink. Fringe is still in. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen like with bachelorette parties, I've seen where they take they buy a cowboy hat and they put little like drop like bling drops. What am I trying to say? Yeah. I guess yeah. it's blingy fringe around mm-hmm. the rim of it. Oh, okay. Weird. I don't like it very much. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> but um, to each their own. Let's see. It, there's big, definitely like a disco rhinestone cowgirl glam mm-hmm. vibe going on. There's that side of it. And then there's, because there's so many country artists that are coming from Texas now, there's like legit Western wear that's big now in Nashville. So like real Wranglers and then turquoise jewelry, um, real cowboy hats that's coming back. But then there's the side that's like the more bachelorette party or just um what is that neon cowgirl yeah neon cowgirl yeah i mean it's absolutely bachelorette because nashville i don't know if excuse me i don't know if this still stands but when i was a tour guide at the opry that uh what am i trying to say nashville was the number one bachelorette city in america i feel like that still holds pretty true oh yeah for sure. So she and well, I was like doing research for this. Um, she and or Sheen, whatever the we, the clothing website, they have a special page for batch, Nashville Bachelorettes. So you Stop. can find fashion. You can find outfits for it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, like I still have my studded boots. I still love my studded boots. Although I ain't wearing cowboy boots out here in the wild. Okay. I would only wear those to a country concert or to work at the Grand Ole Opry. But if you are in Nashville, okay, and you're wearing decked out like cool cowboy boots, you're a tourist. That's okay, like the okay. neon sign. <laughs> I wore cowboy <laughs> but I wore them in Owensboro. That was just me, baby. I ain't going to change that, if we come to Nashville. Are these fighting no. words? Yeah, so me and Morgan Williams, I got to mention her. Um, <laughs> we were talking because I was in Alabama um, like two weekends ago. And I said, you know, me and you were the only two. We were wear our cowboy boots on campus. We were like, we stuck out like sore thumbs with our accents with our boots, the way we dress, like we were, like at Belmont, we were we stuck out like sore thumbs. Really but those are worn boots. Those are like your shoes. You yeah. know what I mean? I can tell a tourist from a mile away if you've got brand yeah. new white snake skin, <laughs> giddy up. Yeah, I would wear. I would wear like fringy, like fancy looking boots right, i had right. ones that i wore every single day right 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 that's what i'm so saying bad. and i tell me I, I can see morgan wearing like worn brown leather boots there's probably mud yeah. on them <laughs> probably and 
Like, she ain't out here wearing, like, no rhinestoned boots. Yeah. You know? I'm trying to think if there was anybody like that, and, but I don't think so. Moving to Nashville is so different because I was like, I'm going to find me, like, a country boy. He's going to be really... <laughs> no. Everybody's a hipster there. Yes. Everyone is a hipster. There are so many more vintage shops in Nashville than you could possibly imagine. Like, people are out here straight just bringing the 70s back. 70s, right. 80s. Uh, mentioning that, Morgan Williams just commented on my post. She said, Lainey Wilson has created this whole thing around herself that is unmatched from any newer artist, in my opinion. She has an unmistakable look and style that is unique with bell bottoms and hats and bright colors. Her yeah, like, she's emojis. bringing it back. She actually has style. She's not playing into this, like, Nashville Bachelorette bullshit. Kind of like... Well, this is not a diss, but like Kelsey Ballerini and Lauren Elena and uh, even Maren Morris. And, you know, they're playing into that new trendy cowgirl. Lainey Wilson's, mm -hmm. like, true to herself. A same goes for Ashley McBride. Oh, yes. Ashley, Ashley McBride is kind of like a biker cowgirl to me. She reminds me a lot of Miranda Lambert's early fashion. Like if yeah, you look like at Miranda outlaw. Lambert's early, yeah. 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 And Chris it. Stapleton has great fashion. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a, he's I love a um, cowboy. Um, Brothers Osborne. They're mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. suit, velvet suits. Mm -hmm. Feather too. Me too. I will say, I love that Post Malone's bringing the nudie suit back. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh, what that? What a cool idea. And honey, that's been around forever. <laughs> he's just a cool guy, I feel like. And he needs oh, to put out a country he's so album. Sweet. He's so sweet. But yeah, yeah. I'm glad we did this fashion episode. How fun. I know it. Diving on in. So, our next episode. Should we say it? Sure. Our next episode is our last episode. It is the, or not last episode ever. It's the finale of the first season and it will be a big one. Um, not going to promise a release date on that because <laughs> schedule is crazy. Okay. Schedule is crazy. So, um, just be on the lookout that we will be dropping a major finale episode and we will talk to y'all later. Nighty night. We want to thank y'all for listening to Spillin' the Tea. Whitney Merritt and Liz Ent are co-hosts and co-producers. The show is edited by Jeff Ent, and the theme song was performed and recorded by Sam Mays, a.k.a. Chumsky. Follow us on Facebook and our Instagram at Spillin' the Tea underscore podcast for show updates, partner posts, source material, and contact info for any business inquiries. Be sure to rate us whether you listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank y'all again so much for listening, and y'all come back now, you hear? hear?